right, everybody, welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I am Joel Fragamani. I'm your host once again for this week in goings on at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan. Let's get into it. Uh, this week is K. Trevor Wilson. He's our weekend headliner. And I talked to him. That's why I'm here. To, you're going to hear him. You probably clicked on that to hear him and not me. So we'll get to him shortly. He's here this weekend. But this week, uh, Wednesday, December 6th, is open mic night at the Comedy Castle. So that's at 730. Uh, it is a mixture of some amateurs and some professionals working on new stuff. I believe if you head out to open mic this week, you might see Tom McCarthy. The former host of this show, he's going to be working on stuff Wednesday at the club, along with the whole uh, uh, bevy of Detroit's funniest young men and women uh, and others. They will all be at open mic night. It is the last open mic of the year, and it's the first one in a while. So it's going to be a big one this Wednesday, the 6th. And then starting Thursday, December 7th, K. Trevor Wilson is here for five big shows. A lot of you know K. Trevor Wilson from being on the show Letter Kenny, it's Squirrely Dan. That's who that is. We'll talk a lot about Letter Kenny in our interview. You'll hear him talk about it and tell you the origins of it and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, five shows, 7.30 on Thursday the 7th, and then two shows Friday and Saturday, 7.15 p.m. and 9.45 on Friday the 8th, Saturday, December 9th, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. So get your tickets. They are going quickly. I will tell you, I believe the early show Saturday, they're getting low. So uh, as I click around, yeah, just a couple left for the early show Saturday. So if you want to come to that one, get on it now because they're, they're going to sell out. Um, maybe you got to come on Thursday or Friday. That's all right. It's still going to be a great show. Oh, and the opening acts this week. I got to mention the opening acts this week. You know, I'm... Get very proud of my students when they do well. And another one of my students is debuting as MC this weekend. It's Bo Lerner. Funny dude. I don't know if Bo's 20 years old maybe at this point. Maybe 21. I don't know. But he'll be the MC this weekend. Oh, and then the feature. Actually, the feature is not my student this week. Mark DeBonis. I don't know Mark, but I'm sure Mark's very good if he'll be here this weekend. So, uh, But come see Trevor. We'll talk to him. I'm sure a lot of you know Letter Kenny. If you don't, we'll talk about that. But he's a very successful comic in his own right. Albums, specials, the whole thing from Canada. We talk a lot about Canada in this interview. And then Sunday, Atsuko Okatsuka will be with us. And uh, I got to say, her HBO special is very good. I was watching that today. And that that is uh, called The Intruder, if you have Max. It's on Max, HBO Max, or it's just Max now. Whatever it is, whatever you have, if you have an HBO or a Max, you can watch her debut special. It's very good. It's an hour. I watched it. She's she's unique. It's a, it's she's funny. I like it. I'm excited for her show. Here's the thing. I believe her show is sold out right now. So, uh, you know, again, that could change. There could be tickets that open up as we go through. But as of right now, that show on Sunday is sold out at 7 p.m. So if you got tickets, uh, congratulations. You're going to have a great time with Atsuko on Sunday. But uh, K. Trevor Wilson joins us. And, and uh, funny dude. I mean, I got to say, I, I, watching his stand-up is a bit about just the stabbing. Taking Letter Kenny out of it, he has a bit about uh, you know Captain Crunch in the States 
versus Captain Crunch in Canada. I was watching that on YouTube today. You can find that. It's apparently a, a very popular bit. It had lots of views. Uh, but if you know the show Letter Kenny, uh, you'll hear me tell this story. But the first person that ever told me to watch the TV show Letter Kenny was Mark Ridley himself. He says, I watched the show on Hulu last night and. You know, it was really funny. You should really check it out because we did not get Letter Kenny when Canadians got it. You'll hear that a little bit uh, on the interview. Uh, you'll hear him uh, talk about the origins of it. So they had it before us. It's produced in Canada and um, a huge hit there and in the States. And it's very funny. They have a very uh, funny way of talking. It's sort of that small town thing that, you know, you see that in, in, in things like, you know, uh, a bunch of guys sitting around guys and girls talking and everybody's got a funny line. And that's sort of a Kevin Smith thing a little bit. It's a little bit of uh, sort of the dim witted, um, you know, the, the dim witted small town folks that you see in, in uh, Coen brothers stuff like Fargo or raising Arizona. It's got a little bit of that, but it's kind of become its thing. And now I think shows are doing that. I watched uh, the show reservation dogs, which is about, you know, small town uh, native people in Oklahoma. And it reminded me a lot of letter Kenny. I got to say they're both good shows. Maybe a little inspiration there from uh, the Canadian folks on letter Kenny. And what else do we talk about? We talked about uh, 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 you know, my relationship with Canada, Windsor, we talk about that. He'll tell you where he was when the pandemic happened. That's a good story. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, we talked about... Uh, you got to see. If you don't know who I'm talking about, uh, the show Trailer Park Boys. Because I asked him about the Trailer Park Boys. I tell a story uh, about me working with one of the Trailer Park Boys and how that's different than the Letterkenny guys if you go see them live. Big difference. Big uh, popular Canadian shows, but uh, now the guys, the way they perform on stage, a little different. You'll hear Trevor talk about that. We talk a lot about professional wrestling. Trevor's a fan. We tell some stories about working with wrestlers, seeing wrestling. If you enjoy wrestling, you'll see that. Incredible. Co you'll hear that. Comedy advice. Some of the best comedy advice. And I literally had to go like, dude, that's some of the best comedy advice. I've ever heard on this show for comedians. So if you're a comedian, you want some great comedy advice. This is the interview for you. What else can I tell you about Trevor Wilson? He's great. K Trevor Wilson. I, I doing my research. The K is his middle initially put it at the front because there was another Trevor Wilson in the union in the actors union in Canada had to become K Trevor Wilson, but we call him Trevor. I think you'll enjoy this interview. I did. And I'm going to enjoy this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. Let's listen right now to Kay Trevor Wilson. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the other end of my line, it is, I'm assuming calling all the way from Canada, it's Kay Trevor Wilson. Did I get anything yeah, wrong? Hello, greetings. <laughs> greetings from the great white north. I am indeed in Canada. All right. <laughs> well, you know, we are just over the border in the United States here in Royal Oak. Yeah, yeah, not too far, not too far away, right by uh, right by Ontario's asshole, Windsor. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only only because it smells like a tire fire. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, and, and it's sort of changed, unfortunately, after 9-11, but in, uh, for, for a kid growing up in Detroit, 
Windsor was like the greatest place because when you turned 19, you could go over there and, uh, as we would say, go to the Windsor Ballet, if you know what I mean by that. Oh, yeah. No, I have an idea of... uh... (laughs) have an idea of the type of dancing you go see in Windsor. Yeah, that was the thing, because we could drink at 19 in Canada. We had to wait till we were 21 to drink in the States. So Windsor was the spot. Yeah, yeah. And you're, not, you're not going to watch Bob Fosse routine. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, I got, I got a real affinity for Canada. I've been up there many, many times in my life and had some some great times. Toronto, yeah. is that where you're from? You're from Toronto? I am from Toronto. That's actually where I met most of my the Michigan comics I've ever oh, met okay. is, uh, is Windsor yeah. guys popping over to do shows. Except for Mike Costa, we met in Alberta. Okay. Well, jeez, Mike Costa's in Alberta. I thought he was doing better than that, but okay. I'm making a joke. Well, he, he was on the road. <laughs> I make I make a joke at his expense. But yeah, he's one of the guys. Another guy. Here's a guy that I started at an open mic uh, that I ran for years and years was a guy named Dave Merhedge from Windsor. Oh yeah, oh yeah! I've been up and down the road lots of times yeah. with Dave. Dave's a good guy. We uh, we cut our teeth on the sex, drugs, and comedy tour oh, over yeah. the years that we did with a couple other comics and uh, got some uh, spent some interesting nights in some interesting hotels. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dave would have been. I want to say Dave was like eighteen when he started coming over, so I'm I'm real happy for his success. And uh, um, but let's talk about you, man. What a uh, letter, Kenny. Let's get into that because that's I think what most people know you from. I mean, what an incredible yeah, run that show has had, dude. Congratulations. That's definitely been my calling card for a while now. Uh, yeah, I think twelve seasons over eight years, uh, and uh, we did what no one really expected—a small show from Canada with without a channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to, to look do. that up um, today. Yeah. That it was on a streaming service. Uh, Crave, right? Is the- yeah. We were the first, I believe the first comedy show created exclusively for a Canadian only streaming service. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, we were, we were, uh, Bell TV funded us for Crave, which was their, their, uh, uh, can only available in Canada, first mm-hmm. Canadian streaming service, and uh, it just took off. We were we had the weirdest journey to being an international hit. We were being tape traded like Japanese <laughs> wrestling in the nineties. I, I can relate to that one. We'll get to wrestling in a second, but yeah. Um, and uh, you know, we actually owe a lot of our success to the uh, the armed forces. Oh, really? Uh, I found out years and years ago, uh, Nate and I did a show for about 5,000 Allied troops out at a base in uh, in Alberta, and it was the end of a three-month training exercise combined between Canadian, U.S., uh, British, Australian, and New Zealand uh, soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, uh, and uh, it was... Turns out the whole thing was Letterkenny themed. This three month training <laughs> exercise. The the base commander was a huge fan and nicknamed the training exercise Operation Pitter Patter. <laughs> and all of the all of the different camps were named after characters. And we found out when we went up to perform for the soldiers that uh, uh, episodes of Letterkenny had been included in the homesickness packages that they send to oh, the wow. troops overseas. Don't know if everyone knows this, but a lot of uh, countries they'll send homesickness packages to the troops to you know 
help connect them with their home country and they'll usually include usb sticks with Mm -hmm. tv shows from back home and so the soldiers watch the shows and once they've binge watched everything they they trade usb sticks with soldiers from other countries so they can you know watch something different so that's how the so some of the Yankee soldiers and Kiwis and, and Aussies all, all found out about us was through trading USB sticks with Canadian soldiers. <laughs> so we got up there and we had guys from all over the world coming up who knew our shtick and knew our stuff. And uh, and then from that, we uh, we just sort of started tracking where we were being illegally downloaded the most and <laughs> established there may there might be a market for this show outside of small yeah. town Canada. Yeah, we got it a couple years after you did. Now, I'll tell you a story about how I found out about Letterkenny. The guy who told me to watch your show was Mark Ridley, the owner of the Comedy Castle. Oh, no way. Yeah. I right. He said, he said, oh, you got to watch this show from Canada. And then he, a couple years later, he says, now, I think this is true. You tell me. Maybe you know uh, more than I do. He said, oh, we got one of the Letterkenny guys coming down. And then I think the pandemic happened and it never happened. I don't know if that was you. Was that you? Must have been, right? Uh, could have been me. Yeah. I had a bunch of stuff get canceled. Yeah. The only other guy I could think about would be Mark Forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to because I, I I had so many things canceled after uh, COVID hit. I can't even keep track yeah, of them all. We were close. I think, I think that that first year of the pandemic, I lost six hundred grand in contracts. Oh, oh boy, yeah. Yeah, our club was closed yeah. for 14 months. So it was oh, not geez. good for it wasn't good for us either, but we're back now. Yeah. I, I'm sure we're going to have a nice turnout for you. I think we're going to have Canadians coming over, I think. I feel uh, the presence of them. It's a few a few are going to wander over the bridge, <laughs> uh, but uh, but we do have some uh, loyal uh, Michigan oh, fans. Yeah. Our, uh, we actually our our last show but right before COVID, we were cuz we had just kicked off uh, what was supposed to be our North American tour with Letterkenny Live. And we had just crossed into the States. And uh, our last show on that tour was uh, uh, in front of 5,000 people at the Masonic. Uh, oh, Hall yeah. Masonic. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's that's a great place. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have and, yeah. uh, that was a That was a banger of a show. We had a <laughs> great time. The uh, Detroit crowd was on fire. Uh, we all remember that quite fondly. And then of course we drove to Buffalo and the world ended. So. Mm. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a crazy time. So it's better to, to see you now. Um, and then I got to ask you this cause my girlfriend was excited. My girlfriend letter Kenny's not her thing, but she okay. is, she is aware of your work through uh, what I find to be a, a, an entertaining show in all of its forms. Last one laughing Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a surreal experience, to say <laughs> the least. If people don't know what this show is, it's based on a Japanese show called Documental, which is uh, as much comedians in a house trying to make each other laugh, essentially. And they've regionalized yeah, it. It's, yeah. It's it's been done in like nine, nine yeah. to ten different countries. Yeah. And, and the Canadian version was only the second English-speaking uh-huh. version behind the uh, Australian yeah. version that was hosted by Rebel Wilson. Yeah, I've, I like uh, I liked your season uh, of aside, the Japanese ones. I don't think anyone outside of Japan is going to get naked and smack the crap out of each other. So um, I think your Canadian one is pretty safe in being uh, <laughs> maybe where people should start with that show because uh, 
It's so funny. The it's legends. It's a good introduction for North Absolutely. American audiences to that format. Yeah, no, that was super weird. It was they they really did a great job of keeping it hush hush, like oh, okay. going into it. Yeah. The only person I knew that was going to be there was uh, the host, Jay Baruchel, mm -hmm. who's uh, been a buddy of mine for a hundred years. We met on a Pillsbury Pizza Pops ad <laughs> back in the in the early aughts. Uh, I think we were about eighteen, nineteen years old, and we did that one together. Yeah, and uh, and he's he's been a buddy. I've I've worked on his show. He's worked on my show. He's a good he's a good cat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but other than that, I had no idea who was going to be there until they walked <laughs> through the door. And uh, I mean, what a crazy group! Yeah, you know, uh, Tom Green, yeah. Caroline Ray, Dave Foley, Colin Mockery, John Lejoy, Deb DiGiovanni, May Martin, uh, Brandon Ash Muhammad, uh, Andrew Fung, just a crazy group. Yeah, that's to be locked in a room with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you gotta like look. I think I think if you're I think watching it back, because I watched some of it back. We watched it when it came out, and then I watched some of it back when I knew I was going to talk to you, and I go, but I, I think Mae Martin is the one that I felt maybe most sorry for. She was not cut out to sit in a room with all you guys. I think she was just losing it at every turn. Who knew Tom Green was Mae's kryptonite? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tom. I've I've done some shows with Tom, and he's been to our club a few times, and oh, my goodness. It's... Uh, it's something else. Tom is one of the coolest guys yeah. to, to have a conversation with. Yeah. Uh, one of the first times I met Tom, uh, we were doing the Brantford Comedy Festival and had a, a great conversation uh, over some uh, over some uh, uh, fun cigarettes <laughs> and, and uh, just picking his brain. Because, I mean, he's a guy who went viral before yeah. going viral was a thing. Right. You know, he... He, he was like, he started out on public access TV in Ottawa. It's like a, a mm. real life Wayne's World story. Uh, he was just a, a goofball with a camera filming stuff. And people started, you know, be like, you got to watch this <laughs> crazy lunatic from Ottawa. And it grew to be, you know, this, uh, he ended up in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, top. Off, of, off of it, and it's just a, a crazy story. And such a cool, cool guy. Yeah, he is a cool guy, and his stand-up's good. He's coming to our club in a couple months uh, for another engagement with us. But let me ask you about when people come to see the stand-up show. I, I guess at this point, pretty well known, but do people come expecting uh, to see Squirrely Dan? Uh, do you? Because because it is a, you do have sort of a different delivery and a take on you know the way he speaks and the way you you talk in your stand-up. Do people ever say they're disappointed or they expected something else? Do you ever hear that? I've, I've never had someone come up to me and say that they were disappointed in the yeah, show, right. uh, luckily. And, and at this point, I do have enough stuff out there that, like, you know, I, I always encourage anyone before they go see a comedy show to, to look up who mm -hmm. they're going to go see if they're not familiar yeah. with them, just to make sure that this is actually something you want to spend your money on and I mean, I've got I've got uh, my episode of Comedians of the World on Netflix, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know I've got a, a special on Crave, and I, I got three albums out there. So there's enough of me out there on the internet that uh, uh, people can can see that I'm not Dan. <laughs> right. uh, but to, to this day, I will get a handful of people coming to see the show who are surprised that 
that's not my real voice. And, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, he actually knows where plurals go <laughs> and and how to pronounce words properly. Right. And I, I definitely talk way slower in real life than I do yeah. on Letter Teddy. <laughs> you know, when I, when I joined up with that show, there was a set format and a set pacing that I knew I was going to have to keep up with. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when you come to see my show, if you're expecting to see Squirrely Dan going, did you ever notice? That's, that's not what the show is. <laughs> that, every episode where Dan does stand-up, that's me making fun of bad stand-up. <laughs> well, let me, so I did a show once with another Canadian comedy legend, one of the Trailer Park Boys, Randy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Randy did Randy. It was... <laughs> That was the show. It was like, yeah. And he's I mean, that, he's kind of that guy. A, a lot of the a lot of the trailer park boys guys. Uh, that's I mean that's their thing. That's that's yeah. what they've been doing, and that's what they do. You know, I don't uh, I don't know what Randy's background was before uh, <laughs> TPB, but uh, you know I, I don't think he was a touring stand up before. Uh, he was, and uh, it, it's unfortunate because like. He used to tour with, it used to be Randy and Mr. Leahy doing, doing that tour. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately Jim passed away. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, definitely it's a, a lot of the trailer park boys. You're, if you're going to see them live, you're <laughs> going to get to see the trailer park boys live. You will. Uh, with, with, with the letter Kenny guys, if you're coming to see us live, like a uh, Mark forward show is very different than coach. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever seen Mark stand up, don't don't yell don't yell coach lines at him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he'll embarrass you for doing that. Oh, but man. yeah, when you see the letter Kenny guys do stand up, we're doing we're doing stand up. And not to knock the, the trailer park guys, but uh, I don't think a lot of them were stand ups beforehand. Well, I I'm not knocking the Randy for what he did because the people seem to like it, but I was sort of like. I just don't want people to think I'm speaking ill of them. No, no, I'm not either. But yeah. that's what they—that's what they do. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah, they, he do just, the, they do the same thing you see on the show. But he—he you know, he shows up and he's that guy. He gets on stage. That's the same guy. There's no like. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and let me ask you about, let me just ask you about your style of comedy too. Cause I noticed this about you watching all these clips of you and your specials and, uh, you know, you have a very deliberate style where, uh, you know, people have to pay attention or they, they do pay attention. That's, I guess my question is, uh, was this a style that you, uh, you had success with this style and took it or cause, cause I know working, you're starting out in comedy, you're doing open mics in these rooms and they're loud and people are yelling at you. I feel like you, you got to really grab their attention to do what you do. Am I wrong about that? Or has it changed? You know, it's funny. I think whenever anyone starts doing stand up, mm-hmm. you spend the first couple of years doing an impression of what you think stand up yeah. is. You know, mm-hmm. you go up there and, and you're bringing all the, comics you grew up idolizing and their influence with you on stage. And it takes, it takes a while. You know, very rarely does someone come out the gate knowing what their voice is. Yeah. You know, so for the first few years you come out there and you're trying to do stand up uh, the way you think it's supposed to be done. And then, you know, you know, it's that, that 10,000 hour things after yeah. enough time, you find, you find out who you are up there mm-hmm. And, and then it becomes like, okay. So, and then, and then you start writing for that voice yeah. and that's when it becomes, that's when you 
you really start to break out and, and figure out how to be good at this because mm-hmm. you know now you know who you're writing for. You're not writing for the comics you grew up watching. You're writing for who you truly are. And for me, it, I, I found storytelling uh, was was sort of my bag. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried impressions. I tried you know all <laughs> the different types of jokes. And for me, my my wheelhouse became long form storytelling. I think the first story that I really honed was uh, for my first album, The Fire Story, mm-hmm. setting my parents' kitchen on fire. <laughs> and it took me a year to make that stage funny. Yeah. That was the story I told at parties all the time. But every time I did it on stage, it, it sort of fell flat. And there was a year of workshopping it where I realized how to how to do stories on stage. You got to cut the fat out, only keep what actually drives the story through. And once you have that bare bones skeleton of the funny story, then you just start writing new jokes to add in to beef up the the pad that story. And um then I discovered my pacing doing uh, pot shows. Okay. Uh, in, in Toronto, for a lot of years, we had uh, these little uh, uh, marijuana speakeasies almost. Mm-hmm. You know, they found a legal loophole that <laughs> private clubs were allowed to have smoking in it. Okay. And pot was, you know, somewhat decriminalized in Canada at the time. And so they opened up these weed lounges and weed cafes. And one of the first things they started doing is bringing in comedy as a, as a regular mm-hmm. entertainment for the, for the stoners. And I found if you went too fast, <laughs> uh, you'd lose That's them. It. That's it. Can't keep up with that. So I started, so I started slowing myself down uh, to keep the potheads engaged. Yeah. And then I was like, man, this is really working on stoners. <laughs> and like, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this will work on drunks too. So, <laughs> You know, I'd go back to the clubs and I'd just get up there and just, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy. I always have been. So I, I, I have the luxury that I don't have to, uh, I, I don't have to do much to bring my presence on mm-hmm. stage. I walk on stage. I'm about, you know, 320 pounds right away. People are going to stop and listen to me yeah, because uh, they're afraid of what would happen if they don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and then I just start talking to him in a slow, deliberate, you know, clear manner. And, uh, you know, I, they get right on board and, and, you yeah. know, you talk low, they have to lean in to listen to you. And, uh, and, and then it's just like, okay, this carries through this works. Yeah. And that just became how I started doing it. Just, uh, talk low and, uh, keep them interested. Yeah. That's great advice. I teach comedy class and I, I, I tell a version of that to the students, but I'm going to start telling, I'm going to start telling them what you just said. Cause that, that's really great advice. Um, and I got to ask you about professional. The other thing, well, the other thing I found on, on, the, on that, oh, sorry. Yeah. The other thing I found on that thread is, you know, a lot of times guys uh, in comedy, they're trying to cram a lot of jokes mm-hmm. into that time yeah. rather than enjoying that time. Right. Like don't try to cram seven minutes into five minutes. Yeah. Uh, let that five minutes breathe because you got to give them time to laugh. If they don't yeah. have time to laugh, they can't enjoy the show and they're not, they're going to miss the next joke yeah. if they're laughing at the last one. Right. That's another good advice. Listen to this. Hope comics are listening to this. I want my students listening. This is required listening of K. Trevor Wilson on this show. <laughs> it is. It's great. It's great advice. All right. 
professional wrestling. You did the bit. I, I watched it on your, your Kimmel clip about being a looking like a professional wrestler, but not the famous one. That bit can only come from a guy who's watched a lot of wrestling, and I am another one of those guys. So tell me about how that came together, your fandom. Uh, yeah, that's um, you know, I, I grew up on it. Uh, I, I think I started watching probably around WrestleMania 4. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I remember, like, I remember Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. Yeah. Uh, that was on the TV. And, and, you know, I, I remember, I think pr- probably the first match I remember seeing was, it was, uh, um, Iron Sheik and, uh, Nikolai Volkov versus like, uh, Tito Santana and JYD. Yeah. Some pairing like yeah, that, sure. like some odd, odd show. Uh, but then like, I, I, I also have a clear memory of, the Bret Hart Bad News Brown ending <laughs> yeah. to the Battle Royal at WrestleMania four. And and from there, like, you know, uh the mega powers and the mega powers exploding, like all mm-hmm. that stuff. That was my that was my sweet spot to really getting into wrestling yeah. during that time. And I've just been a long time fan of it. And I was one of those guys that you know, you know, because like we are, I'm assuming we're probably around the same I'm age not- we came up with yeah, I'm a little older than you. I'm, but in, my, I, I'm yeah. in my early 40s. Yeah. But uh, so we came up and kayfabe was still heavily. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And so we, uh, we had that whole, you know, wrestling is fake argument that the kids today don't have to have. <laughs> uh, but, but then, like, when, when it was sort of revealed after the steroid trials that, yes, indeed, this is plotted and planned out, and I, I, you know, to any wrestlers listening, I, I don't, I don't consider wrestling fake. I, I went to school for a hot minute in, uh, in Ontario. Oh, okay. I know that, I know that there's nothing fake about yeah. taking those bumps. It's, oh, yeah. it's not fake. It's planned. Uh, cause everything you do in that ring hurts yeah. like a son of a bitch. I, I will, and, I, I will um, second that. I, I was a ring announcer but, and I've been chair shouted to the head and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But just like people don't realize just how bad the bumps hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and how much like you have to, those guys have to train their brains to do the exact opposite of what your body's instinct is (laughs) when, when they throw themselves to the ground like that. But yeah, I was one of those guys that when it came out that, you know, wrestling was scripted, that just intrigued me even more. Right. It's more interesting. I was like, yeah, I wanted to learn about the history. Like, where did this thing, where, how did an entire industry go? All right, we're going to, here's, here's the gimmick. <laughs> and, and I loved learning about the history of wrestling. Uh, there's a great book uh, called uh, life and death in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it, it talks about like the history, the golden triangle, uh, and, and, you know, the, the carny roots of wrestling. And it has a great line that, uh, the difference between boxing and wrestling is that wrestling accepted its illegitimacy while boxing has always fought against it. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, cause both are, <laughs> both have been faked. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you're a, a famous guy, do wrestlers, do you ever do shows with those guys? Those guys that do stand up? I, I did a few over the years and you know, some were better than others. <laughs> I opened, uh, I opened for Mick. 
uh, oh, yeah, in Toronto. Well, he's one of the best. Yeah, right there. When he came to town, uh, one of those times I did. Uh, uh, I mean, he was absolutely great. Super mm-hmm. nice guy. Uh, and I've opened for opened for Jake uh, yeah. on one of his spoken he, word and his shows tours. Are good too. And he, I mean, I. I, I've, I've, I'm able to say I had brunch with Jake the Snake Roberts, <laughs> and that is one of my. That's great. That is one of my favorite things to be able to say. I know. I had, uh, me, I had me and some comics had brunch with Jake and his, his wonderful daughter Dakota, uh, and uh, uh, just a tremendous guy and such an interesting cat. Uh, I mean, that guy has got, uh, you know. He watched the episode uh, of, you watch his documentary or his yeah. episode of, uh, uh, of Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you really understand the complexities that go into the, the human condition. And, and that man has been through uh, more things than, than anyone should. <laughs> yeah, I did. a. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's great. Just a, yeah, I like to show a cool, on. cool guy. Yeah, he's played the comedy. Cast. And uh and yeah, I've, I've been invited out to uh, a lot of, you know, the, I get invited out to a lot of indies. And I've been able to sit in at the announced desk uh, with uh, Smash Wrestling okay. uh, in Toronto in the past. And uh, I was invited out. Uh, uh, Ethan Page invited me out oh, to yeah. do some stuff with uh, with his promotion. But uh, they, they really wanted me to show up as Dan. And uh, I, I unfortunately couldn't because I don't own yeah, right. I don't own that character. Yeah. Um. But uh, I've gotten to, uh, you know, I've, I've, um, I've been a guest at the, uh, uh, back when, uh, when Brody Lee was Luke Harper, yeah. I, I got to be his guest at, uh, at a SmackDown taping. And uh, I was very po- kindly invited backstage at, at AEW. So oh, nice. uh, the, the perks of, perks of, of comedy success have been getting to uh, uh, rub elbows <laughs> Doing with, that, uh, yeah. with heroes. Absolutely. Heroes and people that I greatly admire in yeah. that industry, and uh, I've gotten to meet some really, really cool people, and uh, and see some really, really cool things. Uh, yeah, when when I got to hang out in gorilla position at AEW with you know Jerry Lynn and Sanjay Dutt and uh, Doctor Luther and uh, Dean Malenko and, and Tony Schiavone is funny as hell, by yeah. the way. Okay. Just, that guy, that guy will drop more drive-by one-liners <laughs> than anyone else. He yeah. is a he is a cool dude, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got a, an autographed Chris Jericho action figure oh, that yeah. uh, Chris signed for me backstage at AEW. That's... Just really, really cool cats I've gotten to meet. Yeah. Well, Ethan Page lives in Detroit now. I don't know if you know that. Did he move to Detroit? Yeah, he moved to. Right he's, he's, right an, he's an American citizen now, Ethan Page. Uh, good for good for Ethan. Yeah, good he's... for Ethan. He's a, I, I like. I remember Ethan from his uh, uh, you know hardcore indie days. Yeah. In Toronto and and uh, Hamilton and the surrounding areas, and I mean that guy has has earned all of his success and deserves it. And yeah, he's, I mean he's in the best shape of his life right yeah. now. My God, he is he has put the work in, and yeah, I, I used to watch him and and Josh Alexander. Uh, at like fight pro wrestling shows mm-hmm. at the Transact in Toronto, we took Ari Shafir okay. to his first uh, indie wrestling oh, really? show. It was a uh, fight brand pro wrestling in Toronto, and uh, yeah, Josh Alexander and uh, uh, Courtney Rush were working kind of a, a Macho Man Elizabeth uh, <laughs> story where she was 
she was the face dating the heel and uh Oh man, we used to we used to heckle them hard. We'd, <laughs> we'd scream, we'd scream stuff like, "You're gonna wake up in ten years and wondering where the love is gone, Josh." <laughs> <laughs> if people don't know Josh Alexander, look him up because I'm sure he's a great guy, but he doesn't look like a guy that you want to make jokes about. If people don't know Josh Alexander, <laughs> <laughs> we used to uh, we because he'd, he'd he'd pull Courtney in front of him to you know to take the hit for him, and uh, we'd just give him we'd. We'd uh, we'd play up his heelness and give him the gears. We used to roll like twenty comics deep to indie shows, <laughs> and uh, we'd 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 uh, yell stuff at the wrestlers until they had no choice but to throw a body at us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, we could talk about wrestling for days, but I'll I'll leave you. I'm going to tell you a little story that I got. I had the opportunity, I guess the thrill, I guess I get a story out of it, but I was, I was the, I, I worked with the Iron Sheik and I would have said, if you've ever, do you ever get to see a Sheik stand-up show, Trev? I never got to see a Sheik do stand-up. Oh. Uh, I, I know, I know his nephews. Yeah, uh, okay. And and uh, my uh, my buddy Sheppy had a great story about driving Sheik across the border, but I, I never yeah. I never got to see him. So, just stand but up. I mean, you know, you know what his gimmick was in the shoot interviews and screaming about, you know, oh yeah, fuck yeah, Hulk yeah, Hogan no, no. And, I, I, and all of his stuff. Well, the night that and then one of his nephews was there with him, and and nicest guy in the world, right? Well, Sheik was in a bad mood and didn't want to do the gimmick. <laughs> So when you worked with Sheik, you had to sort of ask him all. They tell you, you know, ask him about Macho Man Randy Savage, ask him about Hulk Hogan, ask him about WrestleMania three, all these questions, and he would go into these rants. That's sort of how the show worked. So you, as the host or the opener, had to do uh, this, and he just decided not to do it. I said, "Tell me about Macho Man Randy Savage." He goes, "He was my friend." <laughs> he was like, "Oh." God, he just decided that. I go, what about Hulk Hogan? You don't like Hulk Hogan, don't you want to fuck him? No, I love Hulk Hogan. Oh God, it's the worst. That's so funny. That that is. It was. That's so great because like Cheek flipping the script on everybody, doing the exact opposite of what they expect. Just wasn't. He's a wonderful human being, and I truly enjoyed working with him. Just didn't didn't want to do it that night, and I think people that showed up to watch it were like, "What the fuck is happening?" I think they were mad at me, and I was going, "No, these are the questions." This is what he does. <laughs> All right, well, that's Kate, so funny. Yeah, man, it was wild. So anyway, that, go ahead, Trevor. Oh no, no, I was just saying that that really makes me laugh because yeah. I. I, I of all the stories I've heard about the Sheik over the years, I've never heard the Iron Sheik going, no, I'm just going to not do the yeah, gimmick he just tonight didn't do and the just, be, just be completely lovely. <laughs> well, he, he just, I, you know, and I think, I think I didn't like me very much either, but I was trying. I was like, come on, let's do something. Let's be funny, dude. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we're going to let you go on that, man. And then we want, we're real excited about seeing you this weekend at the Comedy Castle. We got five shows. Thanks so much. You know, I'm real excited to come out. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, I'm bringing merch with me. So All if right. anyone needs last minute Christmas gifts, I'll be selling t shirts and albums uh, after the shows. And uh, yeah, this is my. This is my last gig before Christmas, so let's right. uh, head into the holidays with a bang. Sounds great. Thanks, Trevor. We'll see Thanks you this weekend. Have a okay. good one. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. I mean, I know it's a lot to uh, 
You probably have a lot of things to watch in addition to coming to the shows this weekend. Yeah, that laugh out laughing thing is so great. I mean, he named all the big stars that are in that with him. It's on a Prime video here in the States. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch Laugh Out Laughing, and I highly recommend it. I highly recommend the Japanese series Documental, of which there's... I don't know, five or six seasons on Prime right now. You watch that one with subtitles, but that's hilarious, too. And, of course, Letterkenny, if you're not a fan, uh, you should get on that one. I think it's their final season they're going into here at the end of 2023. So thanks to Kay, Trevor Wilson, and then wrestling. I mean, come on. Maybe you're not a wrestling fan. Hopefully you enjoyed those stories. <laughs> Save the wrestling for the end of the interview. That's a good idea. Keep them keep listening. Give them the letter, Kenny stuff. Bring them in. End it with wrestling. What a way to end the show. Thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks to, to, to listening to these shows. I know I got a lot of great response on the Rocky Laporte interview. Rocky was so funny. We had a great weekend with him. And I want to thank you all for listening and uh, sharing the word about this show. If you can do that, spread it, share it on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Catch the show, of course, on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. That's where you get the Comedy Castle podcast. That's where you can get it. All right, guys, let's get you out of here. We'll see you this weekend with K. Trevor Wilson. We will welcome our Canadian fans. You are welcome. Arms open this weekend at the Comedy Castle. Come on down, and we'll see you then. Catch you next week, guys.